So we're in the a warehouse in Calais, which is run by Help Refugees and is uh, used by a couple of different organisations, which are Collective Aid, the Women's Centre, and Project Play. <laughs> That's Otis right there. And again, we're operating with just the one microphone, just for just being functional today. He's been out and about. I've actually just come from some camps in Dunkirk, um, which are pretty grim, and bumped into lots of the other people that have been interviewing, actually. So it's it's a strange, strange dichotomy for me to go from the jungle in Dunkirk, which is abandoned buildings with kids living in tents, and then you come to the warehouse here, and it all seems like everybody's kind of working well, and then it all seems quite colourful in here, actually, in the in the project play bit. There's there's tons of Lego bricks and Playmobil and things like that, and fluffy toys, and this is going to go out to kids who are living in unbelievably bleak situations in Dunkirk and Calais, actually. But anyway, that's that's me explaining it far too much and what i want to do is talk to otis and otis has been working for project play but uh otis would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself tell me how you came to calais and how did you get involved with project play thanks james i came to calais in 2018 uh beginning of winter 2018 and i came with help refugees but sort of tried little bits in loads of different organizations here um to see what really fitted my skills I'd just come from doing youth work for a few years in the UK, thinking I was getting away from youth work by coming here. And then I uh, bumped into Claire, who's one of the founders of Project Play. And at this point, uh, Project Play hadn't started or or been running any sessions. Uh, It was about November of 2018. And she said, hey, you've been doing youth work in the UK. Would you be able to help us out with uh, our project that we're hoping to start very soon? So I said yes. And I've been here ever since, and it's 2020. So, where, so you're living here full time at the moment. What kind of what kind of place are you living at? What's your kind of living conditions at the moment? For the majority of the long termers who work in this warehouse, uh, stay in a campsite. It's basically like a summer summer campsite that has loads of caravans, and it's not very bougie. Um, in fact, it's not very nice to live there. But um, with the, the the little amount of money that we all have as organisations. That's the best we've got. It's, I mean, it's okay. So what I wanted to ask is, I want to talk about Project Play. So can you tell me what Project Play do and what's the reason for Project Play getting started back in 2018? So Project Play has been founded by two uh, incredible human beings. They are Kaya and Claire. And they were friends from university who uh, left university to come and help here in Calais with Refugee Community Kitchen, or RCK. And whilst they were here doing distributions, they saw that there was loads of children with like really high energy with no services that were really helping them. So they basically said that this isn't okay. They found that gap and they're like, we need to do something about it. So they worked really, really closely with um, RYS, which is Refugee Youth Service, who work with unaccompanied minors uh, in the north of France. And they sat down together and just like worked out the best way to create a mobile service for these children. And after, I think it was like six months of preparation, they finally started Project Play in December of 2018. That's brilliant. So you've 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 actually written something down because you wanted to explain really clearly what Project Play do, which I think is really worthwhile because we're, it's a really complicated space here, and there are unaccompanied minors. You said work with RIS, and some of them stay at Maison Sassam, for example, as well, and that's you know that's a really scary situation you think about that in terms of the uk and our legislation uh, or france anywhere else there's 
really strong rules about child protection. And here we have kids who are just running around. They are kids. Um, they're under 18, they're kids who are running around. And some of them, there are kids who are like really quite young who are unaccompanied as well. And they're running around just with no protections whatsoever. So this is a really complicated space. So I think it's actually really worthwhile that you've kind of written it down to try and explain it as best as possible. So Project Play as a service was designed to basically create uh, safe spaces um, and the opportunity for displaced children to play. And the reason behind that is because we, we believe that the power of play is the best possible means to mitigate uh, the impact of trauma and develop the skills for resilience. That's really the, the, the core of, of why Project Play exists. And we think that's super, super important because trauma severely disrupts um, children's abilities to grow and learn and it leaves like huge gaps in the development. So without Project Play, uh, when these children eventually get to the countries that they, they, they will have re- refugee status in, it will hugely damage them for, for schooling or, or just just being a child. Like, uh, it's, it's really, really sad. Like the, without the correct sort of development, which you'd have in a normal stable home, you just won't grow properly. And that's it's horrible. And, and it's the, the saddest thing in the world. So um, without this service... I can't even I can't even tell you how some of these children will be damaged. Yeah. The main thing I wanted to ask you with Project Play, so the the development of these children is really, really damaged basically. So you're trying to give them a little bit of normal childhood, basically. So what, what form does that take? What activities do you do with the children that you work with? Um so on a normal project play session, so we'll either be going to uh, an accommodation centre or an informal camp, which would be the typical sort of camp that you'd think is outdoors. Every single session we go to, uh, no matter where it is, um, no matter what children are there, we, we sort of keep the same structure. And the structure is we'll go in and we'll do circle games. So circle games will be we all come together, we, we shout, Dwera, Dwera, and then all the kids come over and we all hold hands and we're in a big circle together. Um, and we always start with a name game. And we think that's really, really important because it's an opportunity for each of the children in that space to say their own name. Uh, they walk in the middle of the circle, they say, my name is Otis. And then they do like a little action in the middle of the circle. Or they could do it at the side of the circle if they don't feel confident enough. And then they step back and then everyone else in the circle then steps into the middle of the circle says hello Otis and does the same action that they've just done in the middle and it's it's just quite fun to to hear your name and do an action and then repeat other people's actions but it's actually just so so important because it means that you know their identity their name is being heard and it's within our space and we're all like this big family so we start off every single session like that and then it's a way we can get to know their names and they can know ours and and like create that like safe environment and then we go on from that and we do other little circle games so it could be some songs or it could be like an activity so very typical songs you do as as a child like the hokey cokey or or various other things that we've just learned from different sort of youth workers coming in and and doing doing work with us the most popular one at the moment is watermelon um, which I can do for you right now if you like (laughs) it's very short yeah sure do you want to teach me the watermelon song Sure. Okay, let's let's leave in together. Yeah. Okay. You do it first time, and then I'll do it with you. Okay. My my singing voice is terrible. All right. right. Should we? Um, I'll do it as if you're a new child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so, um, I'm gonna go first, and you're gonna go second. Okay. 
just for the listener, Otis uh, pointed at me, or not pointed at me, but kind of gave one finger to say he was going to go first, and then put his hand towards me with two fingers to say, you're going to go second. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. And we're going to do the actions as well, which you won't be able to see, but um, they're fantastic. It's going to be great fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> Watermelon. Watermelon. Pineapple. Pineapple. Banana na na na. Banana na na na. Fruit salad. Fruit salad. I really enjoyed that. Thank yeah, you very much. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could go all day if you want. We could do pick banana. That's a fantastic <laughs> one. Um, which you definitely won't ever put in. No, no one will ever want to hear me singing ever again. It's right. happened far too often on this podcast already. But uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, um, <laughs> it, it's just the nicest thing in the world because we started doing it just us, and then the other kids would just start singing it during the session or like when we would turn up, they'd be singing this song. And um, now we don't even need to run it. We just, we're in the circle and we'll ask um, one of the children to, to sing it and then they do it and then everyone else copies. And actually it's just quite empowering in itself because it's so simple and everyone can, can get it. So you said a word earlier on that you start with, which is duera. Uh, what does duera mean? Well, we, wera in... Um, Kurdish means uh, come or like so like come here. Um, Duera means circle in um, some Arabic, so it's sort of understood by a, a lot of the children that we work with. But it's just become a word that it just signifies the beginning of our circle time, and it doesn't really mean anything anymore. But it's just a nice word to sing. <laughs> Sounds sort of like just kind of come to the circle, basically. Yeah, which yeah. is quite nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, but yeah, so we do various different songs and then little games can even be like stuck in the mud or whatever and that's the beginning so it's names with identity a few nice little games and then we go into our main craft and the main craft will is basically it's just structured play um, and then afterwards we we have like free play but the the structured activity we will create with with a purpose whereas they just think it's just some fun activity um so for instance this week we were doing um health and safety so we did uh, safety shields as one of our activities. So they had to like cut out these shields out of cardboard and then they, they make like a shield. And then on the shield, they have to do um, four different things that make them feel safe. And it was like thinking about the ways that make us feel safe. So this is obviously a, a very dangerous and, and can be a, a very scary place for these children. So having that, that shield that then they could hold and it was like they could then play with and with free play afterwards but then they've thought about what makes them safe was actually really important so it's it's like mixing the two together we also like we want them to know that eating with with really dirty hands which is inevitable in these situations you know kids touching everything in the camp and it's so dirty and it's outdoors and it's horrible uh, to 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 eat with dirty hands you know you're going to get ill and, and there's been loads of cases of children getting very sick so we give on session hand sanitizer and like wipes for the hands and the women's center also give uh, hand sanitizer and stuff like that to uh, the families so we teach them in session how to use that and when we're doing like an activity where we're using like plastic food for instance we get them to like wash their hands first and then they touch the food so it's just like doing the things that they need to do but it's within the play and then after that, it's just free play. And that is time for them to be creative and uh, just be a child. It's really funny, actually, seeing all of these different things and hearing you talk about the games that you do, because 
in even the little thing that you sang I really recognise that from my childhood is that kind of rhythm and all of the little games you're playing I think like probably a lot of people listening to this would, would recognise those things as well and you don't realise that they're in there as part of your development I mean it's really important to know as well these kids are not in school most of the time I mean it's possible to go to school in France but it's a complicated process to go through and people are sort of transitory if you like so it's really it's really amazing to see all of these different things that have just come up f- that I recognize from my own childhood and I'm suddenly yeah of course that's important and I you know I didn't even know what the kind of activities you were doing were like I just figured you know play like it's it says it in the title basically but then you explain it and I kind of go oh yeah yeah I get that because I all of a sudden all these memories come back for me and I realize that all these things were part of my development so you're just giving kids this really fundamental little bit of normal childhood. That's quite remarkable to do that. And it's really, that's a really positive thing in what is quite a challenging space otherwise. I haven't really got a question at this point in time. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of a little bit enthused by the, how you're describing it and the things that I'm recognising from it. Yeah, is there any, any particular things for you that you wish that people who don't know anything about this environment that they knew? I think it's it's always very very difficult to understand this situation unless you've been here and you've seen it like firsthand. So I think anything I really explain would still not be able to be understood really unless you came here. And when I first came here, I really thought, you know, I might not be any help at all. I, I didn't really know what I'd be able to do. And this for Project Play, but but also all the other organisations here, unless you're with HRO and and they which is human rights observers and they need specific like lawyers for instance or you're coming with some sort of like medical charity you need to be a doctor like all of the organizations here there's there's a place for anybody we actually just just while on on the topic of volunteering actually if you volunteer here uh, it's two months that is is minimum and that's an unpaid role but after you pay uh, one month of rent in the caravan then uh, we will cover the rest of that and there's food that is provided by rck for lunch and travel in between work, like warehouse and where we live, that's uh, covered by Project Play as well. Um, Do people have to have DBS checks, things like that? Um, is it kind of all with in line with UK regulations? So I don't deal with all of that part, but yes, we I do know that we we ask for a DBS check or the, the equivalent from another country, and we have a very sort of strict like screening process. and And if you don't have that, then you can't work with us. Strong safeguarding, same as it would be anywhere else, which is fantastic. That's I think that's really important. So um, that's just great to know. But if you were just here to like sort out our warehouse, like you wouldn't need any skills whatsoever. Maybe this isn't directly answering your question, but for me, I would say it's really important to know that if you care about these children here or just the situation here and you want to make it better for these people, you can be anyone and you'd definitely be welcomed here. I think that's a really good message is that is that people can just find a thing that they can do to help and that's a really that's a pretty yeah that's a really positive thing i think it's really nice just even the way you describe your sessions i can i can imagine how you know how happy that's going to make people and i know from being at maison sissam as well that it isn't always dark and that kids can come and they can still have little bits of normality and laughing and joking and having a good time and that and if so long as there are people here providing that opportunity that's the thing that people just need opportunities and 
for kids all they need is the opportunity to be a kid and that's what you guys are giving them it seems to me i think that's a really really powerful thing you've explained the work that you do and can you tell me a few of the stats like how many kids are there out here at the moment how many people are you working with basing it off of of this week when we're recording we've reached 66 children uh, with eight volunteers from project play and that's been over nine sessions with 21.5 hours of play. And I know the Women's Centre was saying there's 45 families that are in the jungle. And that's just outdoors. And then in accommodation centres, so some accommodation centres we go to, there'll be like 10 children. And then others, there'll be like 30 or 35. And then there's a load of children that we don't even get to reach with our service because they're on the, the sort of older scale, like the 16 or 15 year olds. So it's really difficult to tell, but... In the summer, um, we were doing sessions for like 70 children at the gym, like at one session. So, yeah, there's too many. Yeah, that's uh, definitely the case. Uh, there shouldn't be anybody stuck in this situation. But something that I think always gets, always like a bit of a mantra I remember from growing up is that people say, you only get one childhood. And so whether people are here long-term, short-term, how many people are here, just giving them brief moments of, little bits of play in in the one childhood you get because once that childhood's gone you don't get to go back and do that play again you know it's it's gone so whether however many people are here however often you're able to get to them just those little moments i think are really important is there do you have any social media links how can people find you if people want to find out more about project play where can you direct them to if you just want to like learn more information about Project Play or, or the things that we do, then you can just go onto our Facebook page. That's Project Play. We've got a website. It's project-play.org. If you want to volunteer here, you can go to recruitment at project-play.org. Um, that's our email address. Or any just questions, info at project-play.org. If you want to find out some more, uh, head to the website. If you want to volunteer, get in touch. Absolutely. I can attest that people really do look after you here. It's a great community of people and it's an amazing, amazing work that you guys are doing. So thank you very much for, for telling us about it today. Thanks, James. Duera, duera, duera. And then when everybody hears that, they all come running over. We all get in a circle and it's great. <laughs> there are actually volunteers that are heading towards us right now who are ready to sing. <laughs> what we could do yeah. is we could get everyone to do Pick Banana, but on the mic. Just you round reckon? up some people. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah, sure. Are you ready to go? Oh, I'm ready for you. I'm recording all of this. It's great. <laughs> all right. So, um, thankfully, uh, four members from Collective Aid have come along to join for this song. All right. So, I'm going to go first and you go second. Okay? Pick banana. Pick, pick banana. Pick banana. Pick, pick banana. Peel banana. Peel, peel banana. Peel banana, peel, peel banana. Chop banana, chop, chop banana. Chop banana, chop, chop banana. Smash banana, smash, smash banana. Smash banana, smash banana. Eat banana, eat, eat banana. Eat banana, eat, eat banana. And go! 
bananas, go, go, bananas, go, bananas, go, go, bananas. Hey, well done. Well, as a first time, I think that went all right. Yeah. Well done, Tim. Fantastic. It's slightly bizarre. Thank you very much. That was a thrill. Thank you. Thank you.